Welcome to C3 Church Tabra. You're about to hear a message from our senior pastor, Bill Oldfield. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. So good. This message is called Faith Arising. Listen, try and get the podcast of last Sunday night. Finally, I got the message across. Tried to do it in the morning and uh, ended up being derailed by the holiday debrief. Been on holidays three weeks and I and, uh, preached uh, a, a couple of segments of the message, but really, I really got it across the line on, on the PM service. If you weren't here at the PM service last Sunday, man, we had a hoot, man. And we got lots of word across. We got lots of intentionality of people to be activated in their faith. Actually, you can be activated in your faith. And I want to prove to you that belief is different than faith. Faith is a persuasion of God. It's what you're being told, and that's where we say you live a principled life. A principled life is now you know what God has told you about giving. You know what God has told you about Jesus, his son. You know what God has told you about holiness. You know what God has told you about prayer. You know what God has told you about these, these strong things, themes of God, including his will. You know it. That's faith. The Bible says in uh, the Amplified Version, Hebrews 11.1, 1, it's the title deed. The NIV says it's the substance. It's real, it's there, it's, 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 it's in you, and, but it can't be manufactured by the flesh, amen? It cannot be manufactured by the flesh. Faith comes by hearing, by hearing the Word of God. It's what Jesus, by His Spirit, by His Word, has implied but persuaded you on, and that faith is what we live by. We don't live by sight, we live by faith, amen, the Bible says. And so faith is different than belief. Belief is, okay, let's go to that. Um, I I just get this scripture, every time I say that, I, I get this verse in Mark 9, 24. It's the father, he's got a demonized boy, keeps throwing himself in fires, he's demonized, and, and he wants, he knows Jesus in town, he wants him healed, and, and he goes to Jesus, and he virtually says this, he says, I believe, my Lord, help the lack of my faith. So there's two things there, belief and faith. I believe, I've got belief happening, I really do believe that what I've been hearing about you performing miracles, healing the sick, you know, and 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 blessing everything that moves. I believe that, but still my faith, maybe he wasn't quite right with God. Maybe he hadn't had the, 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 the spiritual you know, encounter with God that really gave him this spirit of faith because it's a spirit, amen? It really is a spirit. It's in you. It's alive in you. I just believe. Some people have got faith to lay hands on people, even though they're not believing all that much that day. But they still want to lay hands on someone. And they say, look, man, it's not a great day today. I've got some bills, as Garth said, and weather's not great, and it's not shiny. You know, I'm not feeling great. Haircut didn't work out so well. And, um, 
but you know what? I'm, by faith, I'm going to lay hands on you, and I'm going to believe that you're going to be healed. But Jesus, help me in my unbelief. That's what the Father said. That's what the Father said to Jesus. Help me in my unbelief. Some people got a lot of belief, but they got no faith. And that's not great. You've got to have a balance. It's the two. It's faith and belief together. Usually, lots of belief, no faith is usually your fair weather uh, friends. They're here, they're, they're not here. They're, 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 yeah, I'll do that, that'll be great. What happened to them? Where are they? Oh, that was just a lot of belief, a lot of maybe hype. Amen? Faith is different. Faith can be quiet even. It's not big and demonstrative. People just say, I'll be there, I'll turn up, I'll be at the prayer meeting, I'll give, I'll... I'll serve at the door. I'll, I love God. And, you know, you don't have to lift your hands. You don't have to clap. It can be just a sincere attitude of your faith towards God. Amen? So it's not always demonstrative, but faith loves to bust out and have its way. Amen? <laughs> it is very much like that. Some people just, they just rise up in an occasion. Something's happening, and they just go, you know what? I've got faith for this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's get out of here. Let's do this. Let's build this. Let's make this happen. Faith happens, you know. Does that happen to you? You have a breakout session on the inside of your heart, and then you just say, let's do this. No, we can do this. Let's do it, you know. I love that. That's faith. So I'm praying this morning that our faith would be activated. So Father God, right now, I pray that ears would be open, hearts would be open, that now faith, now faith would come alive in them. So I, I want to so just... With some context, I want to make I want to make a delineation of um, just not not this present faith. It, it, you know, God is the God of I am, not I was or I will be. He's the God of I am right now. One of the things I think C3 Tugra do really well is bring people in from yesterday and tomorrow. Julie, you did really well. Where did she? Did you get raptured? There's her clothes sitting on the seat, just nicely folded. And uh, we always, when we came into the church in the 80s, there was some uh, great older <laughs> stuff. Oh, you're there. Oh, you're not raptured. Praise God. That's awesome. I was hoping for some lunch today. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Psalm 84, verse 11. Let's do this. Let's get into it. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. He's desperately wanting, getting, he wants to bless us in so many ways. With wisdom, James says that, James 1, 5. Ask and you'll receive wisdom. And generously, you'll receive wisdom. Wisdom is one of the greatest things you could ever ask for, by the way. Creativity, good breaks, the right connections, strength, joy. Who wants to meet some right connections? Single people, people that need a financial break, business people, right connections, amen. Garth, he needs to meet right connections for starting a church in Nairobi. He needs leaders. And he's met some of those people already. Met a Nairobian, uh, Nairobian, he's met, a, he is a Nairobian, praise God, thank you Holy Spirit, I'm speaking under the unction of the Holy Ghost right now, I think I'll try and prophesy, and uh, met a, an Anglican um, man of God that was in Father Nairobi, let's call him Father Nairobi, <laughs> and you sat down and he's teaching you some Swahili, some Swahili, 
And uh, I don't know how you're going with that, Garth, but I hope you do well. Some people live in tomorrow that I hope, (laughs) who wants to hear uh, Pastor Garth preach in Swahili? Tonight, PM service, house will be filled. (laughs) People will come out to see this sign and a wonder of speaking in tongues of Swahili. And so some people live in tomorrow. They live in, oh, well, I hope I get the breakthrough tomorrow. I hope something, you know, I I hope that God meets my needs tomorrow. It's always, you know, they've got this future faith almost, you know, like next week almost, like tomorrow. What about right now, guys? The here and now. What about faith right now? The here and now, amen? God loves this expectancy, this, you know, like, man, you're like a little kid, you know? Like kids get up in the morning, they go, oh, look at the day. Oh, my God. Oh, the food, the breakfast. You know, like, oh, mom, oh, dad, oh. You know, where we go? Where we go? What do we do? What do we go? You know, they're drawing in, they're coloring in, they're eating, they're running, they're playing, they're skipping. They're, you know, it's, it's like this. You know, we get old and we go, oh, yeah, another day, yeah. Okay, we fix again. Yeah, right. There's no faith. No faith. You know, there's no faith to, to live a life in, in, the, in the present circumstance of life. And that's tragic, and that's what I want to basically preach about. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the substance. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. It says that in the King James Version. But now faith, it's a substance. It's something on the inside of you that allows you to transcend your present life, your normal life, and live in the context of God that could break through in on your life at any moment, any second, even in a nanosecond. Say nanosecond. You love that? Just in a, shorter than a second. He can break through. I love this stuff. 2 Corinthians 6, 2 says, now, you got to understand, every time a scripture goes up, faith comes by hearing, by hearing the word of God. How does faith happen? Does it come by praying a lot? It can. Does it come by coming to church a lot? It can. But faith comes by hearing the hearing the word of God. I believe the Lord's speaking to the church right now, and after seeing this man of God Friday night down at Dayspring who quoted verbatim 60 scriptures through his preach without even picking up his Bible. I am really convicted right now. And I've got to get back to re- remembering some scriptures, memory verses, amen. And, but this guy quoted scriptures verbatim at will, at, you know, just, you know, just creating sermon literally and a, and, and a great prophetic word on the spot. And faith was just building, you know, as we're seeing him do that, faith was coming alive in this building. There's about 400 people there, and the atmosphere was just crackling and popping with expectancy of God to meet us and did in a dramatic way. Amen? Faith comes by the B-I-B-L-E. There's no way out of it. Buy some highlighters, listen to some preaching, some podcasting, find out why you're saved, how you got saved, Start there and then find out who Jesus is. Have a ready defense against anyone that would query and question your salvation. A lot of people out there, and they're, they're, they're sound-minded, that they, they want to question you and debate you, and you better have something sensible and something, you know, gutsy, something with a bit of ooh, backbone to it to be able to say to them at that time. 
Although, you know, Jesus loves me, this I know. The Bible tells me so. It's an incredible statement. It needs to be a bit more than that. Amen? Now is the time of favor. 2 Corinthians 6.2. Is that going up? For he says, in the time of my favor, I heard you. And in the day of salvation, I helped you. I tell you, now, say now. Now is the time, now, right now, sitting on your rusty dusty, hearing the word of God, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. Right now, here and now. So some people have got a, you know, they've got a, a heart and a belief for an Ephesians 3.20, and you know, it says, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than he asks what we think or, or imagine, according to the power that is at work with, within us, but they believe it for tomorrow, even next week. But it's right now. You can have that right now, amen? You gotta have that. You gotta live by that right now. You gotta say to yourself, right now, according to him, who is able? Is he just able tomorrow? Or, you know, is he booked up? Or, sorry, look, well, no, he's able right now. He's able now. In the here and now, he's able to do immeasurably more, above and beyond, according to his power that is at work within you. If you've got his power, if you're saved, man, something's going to happen right now. Something's going to break out right now, amen? I love this stuff. Today, like a child, you're expectant. That's your faith being released. When you come to church, this is very important. You come to church with faith, and I pray God that Everyone would come to church with faith. Our leaders would come with faith. They're in the moment. They're in the now. The worship team are in the moment. They're in the now. They're not. And, and, and I'll talk about that later because that can be a, a psychological situation of yours where you may be maybe somewhat damaged and you're living in the past, even living in the future. God wants to bring wholeness to you and bring you to the moment right now. Amen? God meets us in that expectancy of now, of now. David understood this principle in Psalm 118, verse 24. He says, this is the day which the Lord hath made. Why don't you say that every time you come to church, when you get up in the morning? Just say it. This is the day. This is the day the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Save now, Psalm 118, verse 25, next verse says, Save now, I beseech thee, King James Version, New King James Version, says, I beseech thee, O Lord, O Lord, I beseech thee, send now prosperity. Not tomorrow, not next week, not next month. Now. David's a crazy guy. He, he's, he's just bold. He's radical. He's saying, now, God, do it now. He's awesome. James 4, 2 says, you do not have because you do not ask now. Some of you had long-term situations, long-term stuff happening, but God wants to deal with it now, today. He wants to deal with you having a breakthrough right now, not the future, right now, in this moment, in this church service, right now. That's faith. That's abiding in the house of God with faith, accessing God's healing, prosperity, breakthrough, all that and more. That's how C3 Tugra lives. That's how we do this stuff. We believe in the God of I am, not I was or I will be. The God, say God of I am. Jesus was traveling along with a man, came up to him and Jesus 
said, would you heal my servant? Let's check it out. Luke 7, 1 to 10, we'll read the word because the word will cause you to come alive. I'm praying for divine activation in the saints this morning. So uh, please, we're going to read some scripture. Luke 7, 1 to 10, let's read this together. This is talking about now faith. Amen. When Jesus had finished saying all this to the people who were listening, he entered Capernaum. Yes, thank you. There are centurion servants whom his master valued highly, was sick and about to die. Amen. The centurion heard of Jesus and sent some elders of the Jews to him, asking him to come and heal his servant. When they came to Jesus, they pleaded and earnestly with him, this man deserves to have you do this, because this centurion did a lot of great stuff for the Jews. Because he loves our nation and has built our synagogue. Thank you, moving on. So Jesus went with them. He was not far from the house when the centurion sent friends to say to him. So the centurion's going, hang on, he's going to come here. No, he doesn't have to do that. Just go, go, tell him, intercept him, please. He doesn't have to come here. I understand how this works. Lord, don't trouble yourself, for I do not deserve to have you come under my roof. Yes, that is why I did not even consider myself worthy to come to you. But say the word and my servant will be healed. I love this, for I myself a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell this one, go, and he goes, and that one, come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. Ha, I love this. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed at him, and turning to the crowd following him, he said, I tell you, I have not found such great faith in Israel. This centurion, he's got incredible faith. He thinks Jesus' prayer and Jesus' command for that servant to be healed can happen and transcend time and space. You don't have to come here personally, Jesus. If you say it down the road, 10 miles down the road, I know as I am a man under authority, as Ra said, humbly under authority to my superiors, I know Jesus is also functioning by the same principle. If he just says it, it will transcend time and space. It will come through walls. It will come through mountains. It will come through 18-inch steel walls if it has to. And that servant will be healed in a nanosecond. Amen? Say amen. amen. Praise God. I tell you a key to church. You've got to allow yourself to respond. You've got to allow yourself to go, hmm, like that. That's, that can start there. Just go, hmm, or yeah, or wow, or hmm, or yes, or amen. Or you can get really excited and go, amen, brother. But you've got to allow your spirit to move. Your spirit, born again, justified, purified, saved, nothing more can be done about it. It's busting to respond with faith. It's go, wow, this is awesome. I'm glad I'm in church this morning. Oh, did you hear that scripture again? We just love that. Do you remember that back in the day? Oh, Jesus, you know. Your spirit knows. Your soul is going, hey, take it easy, guys. Don't get too excited. Just steady it, steady it. Here we go. We're going for the ride, the faith ride. Woo! Whoa! Whoa! And you, you know, I saw this. Instagram photo of there's two older ladies going, wow, on this ride, go, wow, and there was two going, you know, it was in the 50s, you know, when everything was very sensible, and it's just like, ooh, 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 ooh. and there was one going, wow, I don't know if they were on something, but anyway, I thought, <laughs> what if it doesn't happen? 
get up tomorrow and ask God to do it again. Ask God again. Say, God, I need a breakthrough. Let's do this. I, I read this story, and, um, and it is all about a right attitude in God. Just having this right attitude with anticipation and not allowing yourself to be you know, on the back foot of almost like passivity. You know, that's why it's good to respond. Just, go, you know, respond, respond. You know, we do this, you know, when we're mating, we respond. And in church, you know, it's the same, you know. You've got to respond. You respond to God, respond. But um, an anticipation with an attitude. I read this story a Spanish boat sunk off the coast of Florida. This guy, he's a mad treasure hunter. He knows it's there. He's searching. Keeps hiring these guys, and these guys get, you know, impatient. They said, it's not going to happen. There's nothing down there. We've searched. We've looked. This is 18 years. We've been going 18 years as a church. And uh, he keeps losing people. He says, ah, it's not going to happen. You know, we're never going to find this Spanish armada of, you know, this, this treasure and stuff. Well, 18 years later, Bang, they found this treasure trove. And it was the ones that stayed with it the whole time that were blessed by that. Sometimes you just got to have continue with faith, with the right attitude, and continue to do what you believe to be right. That's our story. Five years with counsel, continually getting no's. No, no, no. What do you do with that? You take it to Scripture where it says in 2 Corinthians 1.20, for no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. Say yes. And so through him, the amen, say amen, amen, is spoken by us to the glory of God. 1 Kings 18, 41, 45. You know the story. We're gonna, it's, yeah. And Elijah said to Ahab, go eat and drink, for there is the sound of heavy rain. Let's back it up. This scripture is about the prophet Elijah and a great drought in the land. Elijah went to the top of Mount Carmel. He prayed and asked God to end the drought. After praying, he said to the people, I can hear the sound of an abundance of rain. Now, he's prayed, and he says, I can hear the sound of an abundance of rain. There's no rain yet, but he's prayed, and he's saying, I can hear the sound of abundance of rain. Get that for faith, amen? Where's, where's the rain? What's happening? This guy's, this guy's, what's he on? And the story goes like this. And Elijah said to Ahab, go eat and drink, for there is the sound of heavy rain. Wow. So Ahab went off to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of Carmel, bent down to the ground, and put his face between his knees. That's serious prayer, man. Okay. Go and look toward the sea, he told the servant, and he went up and looked. There is nothing there, he said. So he goes back once, he comes back, no, nothing there. Okay. Elijah didn't say, I must have heard God wrong. Man, sorry about that. No, he says, go back. He goes back a second time. Servant comes back, sorry, nothing. Second no. What does Elijah do? He doesn't say, oh, I must have heard God wrong. No, he says, go back again. He goes back three times, four times, five times, six no's. But on the seventh no, go and look toward the sea. He told his servant and he went up and looked. There is nothing there, he keeps saying. But seven times Elijah said, go back. The seventh time the servant reported, a cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. I can just barely see a small yes, a faint yes, a hardly see yes. You know, some people you know, are so unbelieving, they're not believers, they're doubters, and you try and tell them, man, I think this is going to happen. Well, where is it? You know, you call on that a sign? No, man, that's, that's, a, that's the best sign I've ever seen. 
You know, I mean, we prayed for them and they're, they're feeling a little bit better. Oh, that, that's not healing. Well, I believe it is. I believe it started. I believe the healing has begun in their life. The turnaround has happened in their life. The breakthrough is about to happen. Their marriage is going to be restored. Something's going to happen because of that little sign. Oh, you, you call that a miracle? Man, no, they're, they're still arguing. I heard them in the car park. No, that little faint yes, that little, little minute yes, we're going to take that, we're going to receive that, and we're going to believe that, that that's the start of the process of a huge deluge, and it was the seventh time the servant reported the cloud is as small as man's hand is rising from the sea. So Elijah said, go and tell Ahab, Get your raincoat ready. Get your umbrella, C3 Tugger. Hitch up your chariot. Go down before the rain stops you. It's going to happen. It hasn't even rained yet. It's just a small cloud, remember? It's just a little bitty cloud. Besides, man, this guy, he's a bit of a hyper faith guy, this guy. Man, I didn't, didn't know I was signed up for this sort of ministry. I, you know, I thought it was a bit more sensible than this. Just do it. And as he's moving, see, Elijah, he activated by going to see through the servant faith. It was activated by going. Let's go back. Let's go back to what God has said to you in the yes. No, I've knocked on that door once. I've knocked on that door twice. I've knocked on that door three times. Finally got the job balloted, didn't you? You go, man, I need a job. I need a job. I've knocked once. Knocked, no, no. Three times, no. Four, four times, no. Five times, no. Six times, no. And then he meets his future wife. Look, she's perfect and beautiful. Uh, on the seventh time, he gets the yes, and he marries her. And then, and then the same again. It's the trial of life. It's what you got to do. And then the seventh time, bang, you're working for Telstra, and you're, you're doing great. You're living on the coast, the, the, the land of plenty. Amen? Let's give it up for those guys. You just got to believe. Some people don't. Just, just, you know, unbelief. Faith is what causes God to move. There are yeses in your future waiting for you to come looking for them. Keep expecting, keep believing, keep the now faith. It might not look like anything is happening, but once you pray, God begins to work behind the scenes. Your miracle is coming, C3 Tugger. God is preparing a victory suddenly God could break in on your life, amen? Look at that, giving me the hurry up already. The pool of Bethesda. 38 years, let's tell the story, John 5, 1 to 8. Come on, let's do this, I'm nearly there. Some time later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Yeah. Now there in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate, a pool, which is Aramaic, is called Bethesda, and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. I love this story. There, a great number of disabled people used to lie, uh, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. Thank you. These guys are working with me this morning. This is awesome. One who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. How many years? That's a long time. That's enough time to get disappointed and dejected for looking for yes. When you're being looking for yes, for how many years? For how many years? When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? I mean, it's a crazy question, but he was just checking this guy out. He was wanting to have a look at his attitude. He was wanting to have a look at his heart. And, 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 and how does he respond? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me. Oh, no, he, this is a whinger. This guy's got to be a whinger. I have no one to help me. I can just see his face straight there. As soon as I said that, I have no one to help me. I just saw his arms go down. He's sitting, isn't he? He's paralyzed. Okay, let's, let's, let's lighten up on him. But I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone else goes ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. Oh, 
What was wrong with this guy's attitude? Have you got that photo of the attitude the thing? I just read that the other day. A bad attitude is like a flat tire. If you don't change it, you'll never go anywhere. So there's something wrong with this guy's attitude. God wasn't, Jesus wasn't looking for an excuse. You know, guys, we've got to shake off the disappointment. We've got to get into the now faith. We've got to, because God could be visiting us right now. Jesus could be coming right through, right now. He's coming by you right now. And you're saying, oh, no, yeah, just, you know, whatever. No, be ready. He could be walking up and down the pews right now. Oh, Jesus, yeah, it's you. No, I'm pretty disappointed, actually. Been coming to church a long time and been believing for lots of, lots of stuff. And, uh, yeah, but do you still want to be healed? Still, we want to be blessed. You still need that breakthrough. Yes. Say yes. Say yes. The Bible says, Mark nine twenty three. If you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for one who believes. Zachariah says, You're, you are prisoners of hope. You are prisoners of hope. You know the difference between Kronos time and Kairos time. Kronos time is this time that we live when we're just doing life and just doing life and, and uh, it's normal things, normal stuff. But then there's Kairos time and Kairos means divine opportune time. Kairos, so Kronos is you going to work, eating your breakfast, normal stuff, Kronos, Kronos. But Kronos time leads you up to a divine moment of Kairos time. What is Kairos time? Kairos time is a divine, opportune time. It's that moment when you know God is doing something. I'm nearly done. Are you waiting for that Kairos time? Are you waiting? I was going to make a point that the, the Greek understanding of time is linear. It starts there, goes there. It's all about events, just normal events. It's about all this stuff that you can do on the planet. Hebrews interpretation is different. Hebrews time is it's called it's about the cycle of life. It's the cycle of life. That you start from heaven, you enter into this age, you enter into this time cycle from the eternal cycle of time. You enter here and it's all about this. It is about events, but it is about relationships. When you are finished with your days, your whole life is summed up by all the value of your relationships that you have left as a legacy for him or for the other guy or so he, Hebrews have a, a different understanding so for me to be able to redeem the time that we live in to understand that God that you my you my God have us here on this planet to, to apprehend the moment to, to witness, to avail ourselves, to see people blessed. And when we understand that, we're, we're not here on the earth just trying to have a thrill of our life. Amen? We're here because God has us here on the planet to bless others. It's all about relationships. Hence the story of Martha and Mary. Jesus said, Martha, Mary has chosen to do the better thing. Yes, you're busy. And there's lots of things to be busy with, but this is a Kairos time. This is a time when you should be maybe sitting at the feet and honoring me. I love that. 
Psalm 46 verse 1, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give away and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and form and the mountains quake with their surging, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. Ephesians 5.8 says, For you were once in darkness, but now you are the light in the Lord. Live as children of light. Ephesians 5.9, For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. 10, And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitlessness deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. 12, It is shameful even to mention what they're disobedient to in secret. 13, but everything exposed to the light becomes visible and everything that is illuminated becomes light. This is why it is said, and here's the point, wake up, O sleeper, wake up, C3 Tugra, rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. 15, be very careful then how you live. Not just for the thrill of the moment, not just for the thrill of a lifetime, but live circumspect of redeeming others, blessing others, and doing what God's called you to do. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. And here it is, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. I'll say it again, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Another version says, redeeming the time, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Let faith arise, guys. How can we redeem the time? Uh, here it is. Redeem the time. Bring yourself to now. Bring yourself in from your chicken dinner at lunchtime. Bring, bring yourself in from that. Bring yourself in from the past where people have hurt you and you had a bad week and you're not feeling great. Bring yourself, because this is what salvation is about. It's to bring you to now. It's to make you whole to now. Stop, stop defaulting to the past. The bad attitude of the guy at the pool of Bethesda. Yeah, Jesus, you're visiting, but you know what? Man, I've been here a long time. You know what? You know, what's the story with this kingdom stuff? What's the story with you, God? Man, you know I've been here for how, how many years? 30? 38 years. I'm one who likes to put up some appearance that I'm doing well in God. When I'm out and about, I like to have a smile. I'm conscious that I'm, I'm a light, as that scripture said. I don't get out of the car park, shop and say, bang, come on, hurry up, come on, here we go. Now what we got to do? It's not good. I live in faith, God. You're smiling. You're there, right there. Here, right. The paraclete, the Holy Spirit, is right beside us. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Glad you're reminded. Jesus is my Lord. He's given me favor as a son and shield. Now, He's given me favor as a son and shield. Now, see, religion is the opposite. Religion is paying homage to a one-time God, a God of could have been, would have been. But we 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 subscribe to the God. The God of I am, now, right now. Let's say that, Father in heaven, I believe in you right now, in the here and now. Lord, bring me in from the past of all the hurts. Lord, I forgive everyone that has hurt me and is causing me 
to live in the past. The Bible says in Corinthians chapter 2 that if we forgive those people, they will be forgiven and we will be forgiven to outwit Satan's plans. And what's Satan's plans for us to live in the past? Lord, I forgive all those, those people, men and women, friends, school teachers, bosses, sports coaches, everyone, sons, daughters, brothers, sisters, Lord, close your eyes. Right now, I forgive them. I relinquish them into your hands that they may be forgiven. And I stand in the day of salvation. You said in your word, Lord, today is the day of salvation. Today, let's all stand. God bless you. Today is the day of salvation. Right now is the day of salvation. Now I'm praying this, that God is beginning a fresh new work by faith for you to live in the wholeness of your life. Jesus said, have faith and you'll be made whole. Father, right now, I pray the Holy Spirit upon every precious soul in this house. Lord, we bring them in from the, the storms of life. Holy Spirit, bring them in from the past. Bring them in from everything that would hold them back, Lord, from you. Lord, we just allow ourselves to come to you right now. Do that. Say, Lord, I come to you now. I come in from the past. I come in from the, from the future. And I come to you right now. Now, lift up holy hands. Father in heaven, anoint me, bless me, and let faith arise in my heart. listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.